Welcome back to the next episode of Backpoints with Virginia's own Jackson Turley. I probably don't need to give Jackson any introduction because he's one of the newest All-Americans who came up from Virginia, where he was a four-time state champion and a one-time national prep champion at St. Christopher's in Richmond. He was also a predator wrestler, and we just had his coach Mark Strickland on last week. Jackson has interesting insights about both Coach Strickland's impact on him and the predator environment overall. As always, I'm here with U.S. Olympian and co-host Buddy Lee of Buddy Lee Jump Ropes. Don't forget to show support for our sponsor by buying Buddy Lee Jump Ropes with promo code BACKPOINTS20 for 20% off your next order. Now let's jump in and hear about Jackson Turley's journey to a state title, a national prep title, and how he transitioned to become an All-American his sophomore year at Rutgers. He taught me to get up when I didn't want to get up, when I wanted to quit. I had high goals, man. I've always had high goals. And so when I won it, I was just kind of like, oh my gosh, you guys are right. It's not the thrill of winning. It's the joy of having that personal goal and being able to achieve that and walk off the mat with your head held high and with your hand up. That just fueled my fire. And I was in every state championship match from there on until I graduated. That was when I really started doing the kind of wrestling that I was capable of. Anybody that steps in the ring and just decides to commit the entire time is a state champion in my in my book. All right, welcome back to Back Points, the show where top wrestlers reveal their secrets. We're here today with Jackson Turley, who needs no introduction because we all just watched him become an All-American at Rutgers University this past March. But some of us also remember that before that, he was a four-time state champion and a national prep champion. So we're going to hear about his journey to a state and national prep title. This is also interesting because last episode, I believe it was last episode, we had uh, Mark Strickland, who uh, runs the Predator Camp or the Predator uh, Club. Uh, and you were, as you were just telling me, you were a, you're a Predator alum. So we had your club coach on last time, and now we've got you on here. Welcome aboard, man. Welcome. Welcome to the show, Jackson. I appreciate y'all having me. All yeah, right. It's All great right. to have you. Yeah. Um, big, <laughs> well, I want to say some big congratulations to you, man, for uh, making All-American as a freshman, right? Freshman. That's pretty amazing during this COVID time. So a big congratulations and, and making the transition from high school to, to you know, Division One. Yeah. Actually, Good don't. Job. Don't mean to correct you anywhere, but I'm actually a sophomore. True sophomore. You're a sophomore? Yes, okay. sir. All right. All right. Yeah. So that's that's Will's fault. <laughs> he didn't prep me. He didn't prep me. Well, it's, it's, it's a little confusing because I mean technically technically with the yeah. COVID year, I'll be a sophomore again next year. So eh. oh, okay. oh man, that's nice. I wish I could do that, repeat everything all over again. That's <laughs> that nice. fair. Red shirt. It's nice. Oh, red shirt, nice, nice. Yeah. Boy, Will. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Um, so why don't you tell us, we always like to start at the beginning. And so how did you get started in wrestling? Oof. Um, I, I, there's, I don't have a memory in my head where I wasn't wrestling. Okay. So I couldn't really tell you. I think somewhere around three or four years old, my dad was a coach at a, at a local club. My older brother wrestled at the club. Um, my dad was a coach in college. So I kind of, it kind of, I kind of just got put into it. You know, it's just what I, it's just, it's just the sport that I did in the winter. You know, I, I, I always did it all the way up. Um, I kind of started getting, I 
I had pretty good success at a young age. You know, not really me on my own terms, kind of still like my dad pushing the sport on me. And I hadn't really learned to love it yet, but I was really good. And I think that was because, I don't know, I kind of kind of learned how to funk at a very young age where not everybody else knew how to do that yet. So I just picked- What's that word? Funk? Funk. What'd you say? Funk. Funk. <laughs> What's that? Is that, that kind of like crazy moves, like the way shallow stuff you're talking about? Doing yeah, crazy yeah. moves? A lot of, lot, and, of uh, lot of high hips and positions, a lot of, lot of crazy rolls and stuff. Yeah, nice. I had a really early success with that. And then somewhere around middle school, I kind of just found my passion for the sport. You know, like it wasn't, it wasn't anything that like my parents were pushing on me. It wasn't from an outside source. It was, it was me starting to love the sport. And once I started to love it, I kind of just took off with it around eighth grade, freshman year of high school. And I won my first title, uh, first state title freshman year of high school. Um, didn't do so well at national preps that year, but went ahead and won my first state title. And once I, once I kind of took off with it after that, I've just, I've just been, just going up, I guess. Well, what? Well, let me ask you a question. That's 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 awesome. What about your brother? Did he put, play a role? Because I know me having sisters and brothers. I had five sisters and brothers, and everybody played a role in my development as a wrestler. I used to fight my sisters and my brothers. <laughs> it was. So, so what about you? <laughs> so my brothers are actually older brother and younger brother. I'm the middle child. Both both six years apart. You know, so I'm yeah. smack middle. My older brother. Me too. It's kind of. We weren't able to even wrestle, you know, as the same, you know, competitor. Obviously, you know, in a family, you fight all the time wrestling. And That's right, are, man. That's right. You know, holes in the walls, all that, all that jazz, you know. But yeah, we actually didn't get to start wrestling each other until last year. That was the first time we actually even trained with each other. And wow. that's because he, he kind of refound his love for the sport and went D3 this year. And, uh, like, I guess right, right around when quarantine hit last year, we just – we just locked each other like locked, locked ourselves up in the predator room and started scrapping. And he went D three for the year and all American as well. That's awesome. That, that's awesome. That, so you didn't start wrestling with him until last, until last year. That's the same year. Of course you, you made all American. Yeah. Actually it wasn't just me. He did too. Yeah. Uh, D three. Yeah. So. so what was he doing? What was he doing during that time? What I mean, did he play other sports or he just, didn't oh, want to wrestle oh. because his the middle child was wrestling. <laughs> I, somewhere out of college, he, he tried to play football at William and Mary, and there are, I guess complications there with him and like his academics. And he's continued on with his school, but he had all his eligibility for sports um, at the D three level. And like once I started wrestling with him, because I didn't have any other partners like around home, you know. I mean, I do. Yeah. But there's somebody you got to call up, and like you got to time it, and. Make sure you get everything set up. You got your older brother in the same house as you, and you're bored in quarantine. Like, hey, let's go scrap. And yeah. Man, that's an awesome experience, man. Right. I mean, for him to make the transition at that time, he's got a great story to tell. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I guess he was the natural as well. So it's kind of nice. I mean, that's one of the beautiful things about sisters and brothers you don't realize until later on how, you know, precious it is to have somebody else. Because I, I just still recall I had to, I had to, you know, if anybody walked past my uh, front yard, I would call them, hey, Gary, come, come train with me. They'll be heavyweights or whatever. And it's, and once you beat them up, then it's hard to get them back <laughs> to train with you, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so that's right. why you run out of wrestling partners. But great story. Please continue. Yeah. And, you know, we're, 
we're just a sport family, you know. We just always play sports every season. Not just, not just wrestling, you know. Like, like I said, he what went to play football in college at first, you know. What, what, how big was it? What's his weight? He's uh, we're both the same size, so actually, he went 165 this year. Okay, cut a little bit. Of weight. I went 174. I think he should. I think the thing is, he's a little bit bigger than me, you know. Like, he's so like our genetics are a little bit different. We have the same mom, different dads, so like, mm -hmm. he's a little bit taller than me, a little bit more slimmed out. But like, in terms of like athleticism and like style and everything like that, everything's exactly the same. So, you know, we wrestle each other in the room, it's like it's like somebody's pinning somebody, yeah. <laughs> It's like the knockout. Is you know, it is not like a scrap. It's a knockout. <laughs> pin, yeah, right. pin, or get pin. So let let me. How tall are you? How tall are you? Ah, uh, five ten, five ten ish. Five ten. Okay, that's not too much taller than me. I was at thirty four at five eight. <laughs> One thirty four pounder, so it's five eight. That sounds great, man. To hear how you got started. So how did your dad play a role? Was he was he a wrestler as well? Dad was a wrestler. Yes, my dad wrestled um, in high school and he wrestled in college at Virginia State um, under Coach Moore, if you know if you know about him at all. Um, Coach Moore, uh, what is it, Michael Moore? Yes, sir. Michael Moore, yeah, yeah, yeah. He went to Lock Haven, yes. Mm -hmm. I still remember Michael Moore. That's awesome. Yeah, so my dad wrestled there and then he started, uh, he started coaching at like the Dale Wrestling Club, I guess. That's at, out of his high school. You know, that's like in my hometown. And he was always my coach there. And then we kind of moved on from there. Once we kind of got too good for the rec league, we, he, he even started a garage program just for like me and a handful of other kids from, from that little rec club that were just good. I remember one year we went, we went to like Vawa States with like 10 kids, all of us training out of garage. And like we won States that year at the age group because wow. it's just all, all of us for the whole two years or a year, we were just scrapping in a garage, be, beating each other up. And that was all facilitated. Um, I guess by like my dad and a couple other dads out of the group. Um, but I think around like late middle school, my dad kind of gave up him as a coach towards me. Cause like, he's, 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 he's a coach to many other kids, you know, besides yeah. me. So like, I, I don't know. I, I guess like at a certain age, he kind of realized it's time to like pass the torch to somebody else. And I uh, wow. got a lot of privates from Strickland. And then when I went to high school, you know, my dad was kind of just like top of the stands, you know, just watching. Wow, that's interesting. Wow. Yeah, that was a big transition. How did how did you feel about that? Making that transition from dad being in your corner, and then he letting somebody else take care of his son and develop him. But I guess it's one of the best things because then that way, you know, you would be push yourself. You wouldn't take anything personal. Right. How did that affect you? Um, for better and for worse. You know, at some point you gotta. Like as I guess as a parent in the sport, I see it a lot. You know, at some point you gotta let go. You gotta let go. You know, yeah. whether that's when your kid goes to goes to high school. You know, whether that's when your kid goes to college. You know, I still see kids on my team whose parents still kind of control them, and it's like it's like that's not that's not healthy for your for your growth for the sport. You know, it's not healthy for you as a wrestler. I feel like if your parents like still your coach at this age, like I. Uh, I think I think it started when like my dad and I started having some issues with him in my corner, like like I didn't want to hear his voice in my corner anymore. It's like it's, I don't know. It started like getting mad at each other, like oh, I did this because you said it, like all that. Yeah, thing. yeah. And like, and it's just like it just made everything more smooth. And especially since he's a coach too, like he's got he's got way he got more of the kids to he got more of the kids to worry about.
besides me. You know, he's a heavyweight guy. Like, he's not even wrestling with me at this point now, if, even when I was in high school. You know, so, like, I, I love the relationship I have with my dad when it came to wrestling. I, I think it's perfect. You know, I, I, we had a good transition point around middle school, and, and, like, ever since then, like, our relationship with wrestling has been, like, strictly parent-son, not really athlete-coach. athlete, athlete coach. That's a great message, don't you think, Will? Absolutely. To, I, to the parents? I Absolutely. <laughs> I think, you know, a lot of parents don't realize how emotionally charged it is to be coaching, to be – to be giving your, your young athlete advice. And, you know, sometimes you just can't hear it, even if it's good advice coming from a parent and, uh, and, and a lot of, but a lot of times probably the parents aren't as well suited for it as, as your dad. I mean, your dad obviously wrestled in college, you know, he was a, a great wrestler himself, but I think, I think that's a good message for any parent to realize who's got a, a who's got a wrestler coming up. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. I think, and, oh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, please. No, I just I just wanted to add that. Um, <laughs> to the cauliflower hey, man, that's ear. what happens. The cauliflower ears. That's what happens. That's right. Yeah. Get ready for it, Jackson. The cauliflower ears won't let you allow these little earplugs to be in your, your ear. But anyway, I, ju- I just want to say that, um, you know, parents, they don't mean any harm, but they're just like reliving their life through their kids. You know, you chip off the old block. And, you know, that had to be one of the hardest things, but he knew in order for you to be, to find your greatness, he had to let go because once you start arguing, it, it doesn't work out. And um, I think that's really nice, nice message uh, to coaches that are dealing with their kids. At one time, you got to learn how to let go, guys, and, and, and pass the torch on to someone else. Take it from Jackson Turley. Yeah, most definitely. <laughs> so I've got a question. I'm sorry, go on, Jackson. Were you going to say no, something? Go ahead if you want to move so, so you've had a couple, you've had at least two really interesting high school experiences because you wrestled at St. Chris's, St. Christopher, mm-hmm. which has got a good wrestling tradition, of course. And then you, but you also wrestled at the Predator Club. Um, which one was more influential for you? Like, wh- where did you really grow the most as a wrestler? It's hard. It's kind of it's kind of like there were all steps along the way. So, I mean, I grew up I grew up in like like first wrestling for fun, you know, little rec league. Then I started to move to Predator, and that was uh, that was that was Strickland. Strickland is one of the most genius technicians I've ever seen in my life. Something like there's not not many people can do it like he does. He breaks things down so. Like he just gets he, there's details you never seen before things that he points out you never even thought of, like he gives you a lot of options. Like I think I think my uh, my my repertoire of technique mostly comes from Strickland, but once I got to high school, I guess like during the season I was with my high school. You know I was with yeah. a good program. I had a coach that I could trust. I wouldn't say the same if I was at like my public high school or somewhere. I would probably go to Predator every single day during the season if I wasn't at St. Chris. But I had good coaches at St. Chris, people that, you know, that I trusted that my dad trusted for me to, for me to be developed by. And, um, at St. Chris, I had Jatomer, Prebish, and Squires. And, like, they all played different roles. Prebish played a role with me getting good at Greco, upper body throwing, being comfortable on under, over-unders, headlocks, and all that stuff. Um, uh, Squires got me really good on top with my legs, leg riding and all that stuff. And, Jatomer also is one of those technicians that breaks down details that you've never seen before. 
But the, the type of details that Jatoma breaks down and the type of details that Strickland Stickle. breaks down aren't necessarily the same either. You know, they're, they're, and once you put them both of those things together, those details, both those techniques, and you're figuring out like a way that works for you with everything. Like, I wouldn't say there's one like coach that like I necessarily picked up the most off of. It's just the, the collective unit. Yeah. You know, any sort of great answer. Great answer, yeah. man. Great answer. Cause it's like what you say when knowledge is never ending and yeah. there is something that every coach can give you something, a little twist because people can give you information based on their perception, but then you have to basically take that information and adapt it to your style and, and, and adapt it to how you, you perform that move. And, um, but I think it's very, very, you know, uh, uh, just like a gift to have someone special like Strickland that is basically come from different schools of wrestling. He came from the Iowa. He came mm-hmm. from the Grammy School of Wrestling. That technique, he came from the Iowa. And where, where else did he go? Oklahoma he, State? Where o- was it? Oklahoma, not, not Oklahoma Iowa. Oklahoma State, the John yeah. Smith. Okay, he came yeah. from the John Smith, you know, um, you know, and, and John Smith, you know, six world titles with, with a wrestling style that people still trying to, <laughs> duplicate yeah. so i mean <laughs> just to have that kind of knowledge right. and bring it back to virginia man what a what a great honor and and the thing is like and this is a credit to, to predator predator we're we're a drill club we learn how to drill how to really drill hard and like 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 strickland said on the last podcast like you come into the predator room for the first time it's gonna be hard it's going to be hard. It's going to, it's a transition. It's difficult. Like there, there is a little bit of a hierarchy in that room. You gotta, you gotta work for it, work towards it. Like I'm, I'm like, I'm now a D1 All-American. I got my butt whooped in that room every single day for a long period of time. Long period of time. <laughs> I take lunch and bruises. That part of, that's the making of a champion, bro. <laughs> the making never, of a I champion. The I was never the best kid in the room ever. I was always getting my butt whipped by somebody. Wow, and that's whether, that motivation. Yeah, whether it was going up an age group, getting my boat by a coach, something like that. But that's just that's just coming from predators, just getting just getting that butt whooped, you know. <laughs> How did it help your mindset when you was getting your butt whipped? Did you look at that as a butt whipping, or did you look at it as a learning experience to get better? How it's did you look at it? It's a learning experience because I mean, you go out on the mat and and I like oh, <clears throat> I also have a little bit of different philosophies when it comes to practice and competing. That's some, that's some sort of flip, like switch that just turns on and off in my body. But I mean, no, nah, in the practice room, I was always wrestling with older guys, you know? So yeah, when I go actually wrestle my, my weight class and went in age group, like those are the kids I would beat, beat up on an off day, you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm the type of guy that wants to go sit in the corner and beat up those kids, you know? It's not, it's yeah. not, you're not, not really learning anything. That's right. You're losing, you're learning. That's, that's that's the truth you know when you're losing you're definitely learning you figure well, something out. i gotta take it down this way don't let that happen again so what does great, that mean great, though? great mindset man that's so, awesome so what, Go ahead, that, Will. what does that mean though when we talk about the the hierarchy is it just that you have to work your way up to wrestle the best people in the room or is it like, like what, what do you mean when when we when you talk about hierarchy at creditor it's uh it's a, it's it's weird. It's kind of it's one of those things that you can kind of figure out like once you see it. Yeah. I mean, the guys that have been there forever, your good guys, your your old timers, they're gonna be in there in the center of the room, showing the technique, like right next to the coaches, be able to ask questions, be seen, everything like that. You know, we got like a two mat little box. 
and then you see the old you see the kids that are newer not as good they start to they, they they go towards the wall you know they look outside looking in it's weird it's really weird you know and it's hard to it's hard to kind of explain but like you work your way into that center man and you work your way into it and like you just and it's a fight to be able to you know like there's some kids that come into predator for a day you ain't never seen them again you know there's some wow. kids that go to predator and stay on that wall for years and never get better you know and that's and like that's not a that's not a coach's fault or anything like that that's that that's that kid's fault for not not making it his his own priority to to get towards the center yeah that's right you know, mindset. It's, mindset it's mindset. it is weird. it's really it's a room that makes you really mentally tough it's it's definitely a mentally tough room you know, when you, when you go into wrestle live and you're scrapping, you don't want to be in one of those groups that are hanging out on the wall and don't have a lot of room. You know, you want to be one of those groups that wrestle all over the mat. You're telling people to get out of the way because you're wrestling. You know, it's one of those things like like how much care you have for the sport. You can just see it, you know, and it kind of works within that high hierarchy of the room. You know, you see the kid that that's mom who makes him come to practice every day and he doesn't like this. He's going to stay over there on that wall and he's probably not going to get that much better. That's right. Right. But you yeah. see the who's like who asks his mom to take him to practice every day. And he's like, I want to do this. This is my sport. Right. And he's going to practice and he's working his way from the wall to the center. You know, first day, first week, first first month, he's on the outside. And then, you know, a couple months he works towards the inside, he gets towards better groups and everything like that. You know, and it's just a mentally tough room within the hierarchy. You know, you just got to work towards it. Nice. That's really interesting. Let me ask something, Will. Um, I want to ask something real quick. You know, this I, I like, love this mindset because you know, um, you know, this is what sport is all about. It's the mindset, how we mentally prepare ourselves from day in and day night, and, and night. And just hearing this from a young guy coming up and you know being a four-time state champion and then being a, a, a what is it, a prep national champion? Yes, sir. Prep national champion. Can you kind of explain? You know you know, what kind of mindset you had. I mean, I guess you explained it right there, but what kind of mindset you had to win a state title every year and then win that, that national championship, that prep national championship. Talk about it, your, your mindset and how did you prepare to be a state champion every year, being consistent? So this actually is not for me. This is a direct quote from my father. He says, if you want to be the baddest motherfucker in the room, you got to believe it first. Right. And once you believe it, once you realize it, you know, you're going to take off. You can't you can't be like a freshman and saying like, oh, like I'm a freshman. I'm not supposed to win state this year. Said who? Said why? 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 Like who said that? You got you got the you you got the strength. You got the size. No, I came in as a 132 pounder during high school, but I wasn't strong. But I knew I knew how to wrestle. I knew how to win a state title. I knew I could do that. Anybody can win a state title. Come on. (laughs) <laughs> anybody can win a state title if you work hard enough i don't care if you ain't never stuck on a map before in the state of virginia if you work hard enough for a season you can and you put your mind to it and you actually have that mentality you can win a state title 100 percent i, so I, how did, I believe it. Love so that for four out. years that's your mindset you're four years saying that you were the baddest mother ucker in the room nobody can touch me. yeah so what about that national title? When you won the national title, how did you go in there thinking that you were going to win that national title? That like national another, title. Another that practice, another state title, or what, what was it? Prep, was was it prep nationals? Yeah, prep nationals. That was a personal match, that, uh, that last one, because I had been in the finals the two years before that, right? I lost to a, 
my sophomore or my my freshman year, I made a round of 12, didn't do so well at the tournament. That was bad, bad mentality of me in a round of 12 match, not, you know, saying I'm the baddest dude here. I'm a, I don't, I don't know, something about my, I was just, I, I was a little, little bit of a baby at that time. But next year, I came back, made the finals, lost close match in the finals as a sophomore, right? And I came, came so far, and I was like, I just, looking back on it, I should have won that match. I didn't believe in myself yet. I didn't know how to, I was too tight. I didn't know how to wrestle a finals match. And that was a learning experience, you know? Yeah. Um, next year, go ahead and wrestle again in the finals. I get my butt whooped, whooped. And there's, like, some sort of momentum thing that happens at national preps between, like, Wyoming Seminary and Blair, you know, that all they got every guy in the finals. Then you got, like, two St. Chris guys and, like, a couple, like, stragglers every now and there um, around the weight classes. But – my, yeah, I remember this very vividly. I, I came in my junior year going in towards the finals, and the, I wrestled a Blair kid again. And the kid at the weight class below us, like, pinned his kid, like, in the finals. Like, was losing and, like, pinned the kid in the finals. And I wow. ain't never seen and the kid that I was about to wrestle is his teammate. And I ain't never seen that kid that hype in his life before he steps on the mat. And he, whooped, he rolled through me real hard. I was not ready for that. Wow. You know? Momentum, like, man. I, yeah, and then I come in my third year, and I'm in the finals. I'm wrestling a Blair kid again, you know, and this is a kid I've already beaten twice during the year. I, like, tech pinned him at a different tournament. I know I'm going to whoop him, but, like, it was personal to me, man. I knew I had to win that match. I knew I was better than him by far. You know, I wrestled – I already beat him twice in the year. But that match was personal, and I needed to come for it when I came for it. And when I, when I came, I came. I won the match. Awesome. Got my hand raised. Took me three tries, but no. So that's that's no, that's that's part of the right. the, the, uh, the that's part of the journey, man. And it sounds like that um, when it comes to mindset, you you need to be able to adapt your mindset to each competition. I mean, from a state title versus a uh, 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 prep nationals, I mean, it's really the same competition, but you got psychologically, you know, put your mindset where it's like, hey, this is just another state title. <laughs> just, if you don't, you get blown up. Yeah, and like that's that's something I tell myself before I wrestle even now. You know, it's just another match. That's all it is. I've, I've been wrestling since I was two or three years old. How many matches did I wrestled in my lifetime? Thousands? Yeah. A couple thousands? You know, it's just another, <laughs> it's just another one. You know, it's a good if mindset. I wrestle, if I wrestle how I wrestle, if I wrestle good, ain't, there's nobody that can beat me. That's, that's my mindset, you know? Nice. So, so I've got a question for you. So I could, but buddy and I are, are public school guys. So uh, in Virginia, so how does it work in private schools? Do you, are you on scholarship? If you're one of the top, I mean, if you're a national prep champion, like, are they, are they paying for your tuition in, in high school? I wish that would be awesome. Yeah, that would be nice. No, not a, not a St. Chris, not a okay. St. Chris, yeah. not anywhere in Virginia. Yeah. You go to Blair, maybe you know you can get some money for like something like that. If you're a, if you're if you're a football guy and you go to like IMG or something like that, you know if you do those private schools, they'll give you some money probably. Or I've heard of people that got money, but I'm, that's, <laughs> that's not a big thing. Yeah. What, what did it cost to go there, man? I, I, you know, I don't. That's out of my league. Private school. You know, the brothers don't be going to private school. So what kind of money is that yearly for a private school? Tell me. Uh, Twenty something thousand. Twenty seven thousand. Yes, sir. A year. Yeah. It's all right. Sounds like right. a. It's all right. College is free. That's all I meant. <laughs> Sounds like a college scholarship. 
yeah, yeah. yeah. We, paid, we paid for college and high school so I can go to college for, for, for nothing. That was the, that was wow. the plan. That was yeah. the plan. We, we, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We always knew I was going to college to wrestle, you know. Pay so. now. Pay now and, and, and go free later, right? That's yeah, a good one. Know. That's a good trade-off. Yeah, I love it. I love it whenever anybody has a good plan like that. You know, they know. That's a great plan. Yeah. Pay now, you know, go free later. That's the good one. We kind of well, knew it. I always knew it. No, I always knew I was going to college. Well, you know, just to be able to start at three years of age, man, I can't even relate to that, uh, Jackson, because, you know, you know, you know, uh, as a inner city boy in, from Richmond, Virginia, you know, from the outskirts and went to Holland Springs, you know, everybody thought, you know, most of the brothers, we, we try to play football and basketball. That's our thing and running track and field. Then I start, and then I faced reality and I, and, 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 and I started my wrestling when I was 14, 15 years of age. I always wondered what if, if I started when I was two or three, I always wonder about that, but I got a three-year-old son now. So I'm thinking about trying to start him off, you know, <laughs> at three years of age, see what happens. But I, I think the sport is such a great sport in terms of developing character. I mean, would you like just share with the audience and with, you know, young people like you coming up from high school, what this sport did for you as a human being, as a person, not just for, you know, winning, whatever, what has done for you as a person and how that transfers over into school and everything else in your life. Can you talk about that? More than anything, honestly, um, it's, 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 it's done more to my life and for my life than I get than anything else in the world. Um, like, I mean, it's famous quote, dang like once you wrestle everything else in life is easy. And that's, that's just true. It's fact. It's the hardest thing that I could possibly think of doing. That's you know? right. The right. hardest thing. And like I said, I, I went, I played every other sport too. I played football. I swam during the summers. I, I played lacrosse, soccer, wow. baseball, wow. all that stuff. I did everything. Wow. You got to when you're a little kid. You shouldn't focus on one sport, you know? You got right. to put the kids in everything. You know, the point is to put the kids in the sport so they don't get into the bad bad stuff outside of school. That's you know, right. In our middle school and stuff like that, you gotta you gotta be on a practice after 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 school. You don't got time to do to do dumb stuff and to get to get caught up doing stupid things and everything like that. So You're like that's a great father, man. You're gonna make a great father. <laughs> I hope so. Father. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> well, that's good but to hear. You was all around an athlete. That's one of the things there that, like, especially if you're putting your kid into a sport, you put them into everything, man. Don't have, let them have fun, figure out what they like, what are they good at, what their body builds into. Like, I started a mistake I made when I was younger. I started cutting weight when I when I was a little bit. You know, I had to like lose five some pounds, and now I'm almost a fully grown adult. I look at my dad, and he's a bigger dude than I am. I think I stunted my growth a little bit by cutting weight when I was elementary, middle school. You know. Like, like missing a lunch or two, all that stuff. Don't worry about it, man. Me too. I stunted my growth too, man. We all in the same boat. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the prices you pay for winning. <laughs> in, terms of, uh, in terms of what wrestling has done for me as a person, it's one, it's very humbling, very humbling sport. You know, like it's just, it's hard to explain that, but it's, you know, sometimes you go in there and you just get whooped. It happens. And like, yeah. so that, that day, the other person is just better than you. It's very humbling. You got to go back to the drawing board. You can't just come back the next day trying to do the same thing. You don't have to yeah. make corrections. Um, 
it's a tough sport. It makes you mentally tough. You know, you can endure, if you can endure a wrestling practice, you can endure a wrestling season, especially at the college level, you can endure anything. You can endure doing, going, going to a job for five days a week and having to do all that stuff. I, I, I believe that once I get to there, that point in my life, if I get to that point in my life, that part's going to be easy. Wrestling part, all this stuff is hard now. Um, in terms of relationships, it makes all my relationships better. It makes me more fortunate to have the people that I have. Because um, nice. wrestling takes up so much time in your life. Yes. yes. It takes up, so you don't have the time for all the friends. You know, you got, but you yes. got the time to, to get really good friends. It, That's it, right. It, and, like, and that includes your friends in the wrestling community. It's a tight-knit community. And I feel like it creates, it creates a, a, a good type of person, a, a humble being, you know, someone yes. that someone give to others but also likes to, you know, if we need to, mess somebody up. You know, it's it, – I like the attitude that it takes to become – to be a good wrestler. I like everything that a, that, that a wrestler is. I love the sport and I love how it, how it makes me, like, be a person and, like, how it makes me be a better person too. Awesome. That's well just, said, young oh, man. Well said, young man. Very well said. That's, that's, what is, that's what it's about. It's about developing character. And um, like you say, the knowing that with great, uh, with great what, power comes responsibility with, you know, and you have to be, be very responsible about the things you do and how you act towards others. And then I like the part about giving, you know, because I mean, that's one of the things I like to say helped me in my career, always giving back and stuff and being humble. Wow, this sport makes you very humble. And so it's like you say, you can be a national champion, world champion. At the end of the day, you're still that same guy that works his butt off and, you know, still down to earth guy. So long as you stay that way, man, you're going to be you're going really far. Real quick question uh, I want to ask, Will, um, is um, Jackson, what are you studying? What are you what is what is you studying right now? And what do you what's your dream to do with your, your education? So at the moment, I'm uh, I'm. I'm attempting to major in American studies with a minor in education. Um, I want to be a coach. That's what I want to do. I want to be a coach. I want to be a wrestling coach at the highest level, you know, the highest level nice. possible. I want to make the best kids even greater. Like that's what I want to do. When, once I, once I've reached my, my peak and my time, my clock ends with me competing in the sport, I'm going to start coaching hundred percent. And nice. It's because I love to give back. I love what I like my type of wrestling. I love my style and I, I would love to see other people do the things that I do. I love coaching. I love teaching. It's great. I love teaching. Love I, love I still do it too. I, I, I feel like, and like, like we were talking about earlier, I had all these coaches in my life that I've been fortunate enough to have, you know, I yeah. got, I got really, really lucky compared to a lot of people. I got, one of the highest level technicians at a very young age. I got a great high school coach, great high school program, great club. I got really lucky. You know, there's not a lot of people that got as lucky as I did. And I want, I want to give back. I want to give all that knowledge, things that I have up here in the wrestling world. I want to give that to other people. I love to, I want to spread the knowledge that I know. That's like, that's, that? that's, my... that's what it's about, man. Passion. That's what you have. We feel it. We feel it here. Don't we will that's all right. across that's the right. board. Passion. Definitely have passion for the sport. I learned that a yeah. long time ago. Tell us about the match. What place you place in nationals? What did you, what did you place? So I got a I got eighth actually. So and all American. Were you Congratulations, man! But what what what, were you, what place were you expecting to make? First, what do you mean? Oh, you expecting to make first as a freshman? Yeah. 
I don't care what seat I come in at. If I'm going to a tournament, my road is towards the finals. All right, that's good. So, <laughs> so, but what match did you? What match? What round did you lose where you got out of the you know the the finals contention? First. What the first match? First round. Yeah, I lost. I and, lost first match. My I went well, in there thinking like, oh, I'm a. I'm gonna blow this first dude out the water. I'm gonna take his seed spot. I'm gonna go in there. I'm gonna make it to the semis, have a nice semis match, finals match, win it. Boom. Great plan. I lose wow. first round. That plan went out the window real fast. <laughs> Who was it to? Who was it to? What what wrestler? Number uh oh, Ohio What's State kid. Ohio State what? kid. Okay. Caleb okay. Romero. Oh, oh my God, that kid's style. I need help. I need help with that. I need to figure it out. <laughs> Did you did you did you see him wrestle before? Did you know who he was? Oh yeah, I uh we went with raw Big Ten, Big Ten guys. So I was supposed to wrestle okay. him here in a duel, but I didn't start at the time, you know. So I got to watch it. Wow, you know, I didn't I didn't start. I wasn't the starter when we, we dueled Ohio State, you know. So I uh I got to watch it. I got to scout it, do all that stuff, and I scouted him. I watched him, and you 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 can watch somebody wrestle, but you really don't know what something feels like until it hits you. You That's know right, that kid's. That kid's got one of the nastiest and most athletic blast doubles that I've gotten hit by in my life. He blew through me like two or three times pretty well. <laughs> like they hit you with a jab double? Was that a jab double in the midset oh. in his stomach? Oh, yeah, straight up. Yeah, yeah, straight up. What... yeah, it's a nice one. He had a good yeah, one. That, that's, that's what I beat the best wrestlers in the country with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gold medalist <laughs> with the jab double. You can't stop that. <laughs> 100%. And it's just one of those, he's a real athletic dude. He was a football guy in college. You could tell. You can tell he's got the athletic build. Like, you can tell he's a fat, like, you know, he, he's not just a wrestler. You know, you can play flag football with a dude. He's probably going to be a nice quarterback or wide receiver. You know, yeah. it's one, one of those guys that I wrestle with. So, like, like, I'm usually more athletic than everybody I wrestle. That kid was, that kid was an athlete. But furthermore, I just want to, I don't know, my head was in that match, whatever. Lose first match. My whole plan goes out the window. I'm like, all right, I can't go over two. That's not happening. All right, like I, that's not happening. I can't go. Over There's no way. And I go in that first match, and I'm I'm mad. I'm losing. I lost. I'm, I wrestle a kid that I know has the same type of style I do too, and I just know I can do it better. And right off the whistle, I just go boom, underhook, pick him up, put him down to his back. Right off the right off the whistle. Wow. And after that, I knew he was done. I saw it in that kid's eyes. He was done. He was out of the tournament. Next match, I wrestled another high seed, kid that's supposed to place number nine seed, something like that. And I, I, oh, by the way, I pinned that, I pinned that Oklahoma kid second match. I pinned my, I pinned my kid in my second match. Wow. Put him on a couple times, did some cool things, stuck him, got out of there in the first period. Second match, second match, I'll throw the kid to his back twice in the first period and I tech fall him at, uh, at the end of the first. Or, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Making a comeback, off. making a comeback, wrestling like you're capable of. Yeah. Right? right, right. Mindset. So first two matches on the backside, tech fall or pin tech fall. Next match come back. I uh I get taken down first. It wasn't it wasn't a takedown, by the way. The kid was locking hands with some it was weird, some funky stuff that we got mixed up into. I didn't get taken down in my own eyes, but got up real quick, was a little mad I got taken down. Kid took a shot, fed him with my hips. Boom, packed him. That's it. Match three done, pin. Well, <laughs> I wrestled three matches in six minutes, if that. You know, so I was I was feeling fresh too. I was wrestling my fourth match on the backside, wrestling a dude who just now lost from the quarterfinals 
coming down. And that kid was supposed to place two. And I, I don't know, I actually didn't wrestle a very great match, to be honest. From my round of 12 match, All-American match, it wasn't that great. I didn't wrestle that well. I was tied up. I got, I won off of a locking hands call. I mean, if you can't ride me without locking your hands, that's your fault. But like, I won off, I wasn't, it wasn't that great or dominating of a match, but like, I got it. I felt it. And I don't know, that feeling of an All-American didn't happen there. It was like, all right, here's the next one. Let's go. Like, we're still, we're still rolling on the backside. I mean, I had people blowing up my phone, texting me, congratulations, coaches being happy, all that stuff, but I didn't feel it yet. It wasn't there. I still had to wrestle. I came back, wrestled another high seed, and this is the Logan Massey kid from Michigan. Old dude, man. I didn't know this dude's still in college. This dude is old, right? And he, uh, we had, we were going, we were going at it. He got a couple takedowns. I, I got hurt though. He, he like, he like tweaked my knee, and then he chose bottom, because you know when you hurt somebody in college, you get choice. He chose bottom, and I was just like, Psh, all right, bet I'm gonna turn you. Like I turned out. I didn't get all the back points I should have, but I turned them a decent amount of times while I was on top right there in, the, in like the next minute, right? I'm coming back to the match, and then he gets up, and I tweak my knee again, and my coach was like, that's it, we're done. And I was like, you're, you're right, my knee is done. And then that was that, that, yeah, that was that match, and then we kind of we we played it by ear that night, figured out what was going to happen the next day because I had that seventh, eight, seventh and eighth match, right? I'm wrestling mm-hmm. a kid that I – I've I've seen this dude my whole life. I know I can whoop him from the NC State kid. I know I can do it, right? I get up. I try to I try to take a step. The next morning, I get out of bed. I'm like ready for this. I'm like, all right, I think I can do it. I go to take a step. I just completely collapse to the floor, and I was just like, call it quits. I'm gonna wow. take, I'm gonna take my money. Wow. I see. So that's saved your body for next year. That's smart. It's a good long-term perspective. I think you've really got the right mentality about this. Right. And I, 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 that's good to hear. I appreciate that. You know, sometimes you, sometimes you second guess yourself when you're thinking about your own mentality when you're only talking to yourself. No, 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 no. Trust me, man. You've seen enough of the MMA guys. You see how they talk and everything else. And uh, if you're not constantly telling yourself that you're great and you're not, you know, you, of course you need to prepare greatness you know working very hard in the wrestling room and stuff like that but you need to have that mindset when you're going into competitions and i think that the um the performance you have with those you know next two or three matches is is an example of mindset and i mean you know sometimes you just i mean wrestling is such a tough sport you just can't take anybody for granted you just got to scout guys out to have some idea what they're doing because it's, it's such an amazing sport so many incredible athletes and they have the same mindset as you so it's just a matter of who gets lucky, who gets to, who's lucky, or I don't know how you say it. I mean, I mean, how do you define it, Will? Who's lucky that day, or who's who's believing in God most? The more you know, I, I was I was watching. What's the name of that uh, that that Michael Jordan documentary? The The Last Dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last Dance. The Last yes. Dance. I, and I, I look, I, I I watch that. And I'm gonna watch that again pretty soon because it's just so good. Um, you know, and you look at his attitude and he kept himself sharp every game, you know, he would, he would, he would play tricks on himself. He would, he, you know, he would, he would make himself think that somebody was insulting him. Who knows? Maybe they were, maybe they weren't. It didn't really matter. You know, he would, they he get would do whatever it took to make sure that his mentality was sharp. And that's right. You know, there's some magic in that, you know, you don't, you know, it's going to be different for everybody. 
you know, how they get their mentality right. But you know, you see people who go out there who are champions who fail, you know, they maybe they're defending champion, maybe they're who knows what it is, but they don't do it. And I, I think that that's what separates the people like Michael Jordan, who just, you know, they, they get their head right, you know, somehow. Yeah. So like you said, the way you get like that, some people need those tricks, need to, need, need to, need to lie to themselves or deceive themselves to make them believe that in themselves sometimes, you know, yeah, sure. like this dude, is really, I tweeted out the other day, I was just like wrestling mindset one-on-one, every single match is personal, right? I, I think like, wow, this, this dude really stepped out against me. Like he has, he has the, I, I wrestle like, and he wrestles me. All right. That's fine. That's cool. Like, <laughs> I like that. Let me see what you're gonna do then. Like that's my that's my mentality. That's per I take everything personal. Like I see you step on the mat against me and you looking at me in the eyes. I'm like, all right, let's get ready for this. If you're not looking at me in the eyes and we're pacing back and forth, I know you're not ready and I know I'm coming after you. <laughs> well, all those little things help, man. I, I I like hearing that stuff because I never get to hear about how other people, you know, look for the psychological edge. But for me, when I was in college or whatever. Every match, even in, in the regular season, I looked at every match as the national championships. This is the national finals. And that's the way I would go out there and wrestle. And then when it was in high school, I just looked at every kid trying to take my, my scholarship away. I say, man, you're in the way of my scholarship because I know my mom can't send me to college. One of six kids, you're in my way. And that's, that, was, that was my mindset going on the mat, man. And it paid off. So like you say, we got to play tricks with the mind because... Yeah. I mean, this brain that we have is just amazing. And, um, and when we learn to tap into its powers, we can do amazing things. So I just think that the future is, is very bright for you, young man. You got a great mindset. You've been well taught by your father. A big thank you to all the coaches from the state of Virginia, your, your high school coaches, the Predator coach, your, your dad as a coach. And I'm pretty sure your mom has something to do with you as well, discipline. But, you know, you got mm -hmm. so many coaches in your life. And I think that you've at the age where you understand that all these things, you know, they contribute to your education and growth as a young man. And, and you, you didn't take these things for granted. So it's nice to hear that. Will? Really glad to have you on here today. Were, were there any things you wanted to talk about? Anything you wanted to share? Um, you say something about jump rope, man. Tell us about the Buddy Lee jump rope being in your life as a grasshopper. When? Real quick, 30 seconds, when? I was, I, was, I was a young fool. I was a young bug. I was probably about six, seven, eight around that time. I, was around. I saw another kid who was always doing jump rope. A really good kid, like, at the, at the national level. I've seen him at these, like, Eastern Worlds and, like, the Tulsa tournament. He was nasty with the jump rope. I saw him. He won everything. He didn't have a loss. I was just like, all right, I'm going to get a jump rope. I, I, I kind of got into it for a year or two. I liked it. Got my, my feet a little bit faster. I've been saying lately I need a jump rope because my feet are slow on the mat. Like they're still that's moving. That's, 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 that's the technical thing that I need. That's the missing link there, Jackson. That's one of the things you never quit the things that got you there. And that jump rope does everything. Speed, quickness, agility, reflexes, balance, coordination, develops knee strength, ankle strength, gripping strength, conditioning, concentration, all these things, especially in the Buddy Lee jump rope when you do it the right way. So when we'll close this out, I'm going to gift you with the Buddy Lee jump rope. Where are you, where are you located? Where are you located uh, these days? I'm up in Jersey right now, still up in New Brunswick. Okay, Jersey. So let me ask you, if I give you, if I uh, present you with the Buddy Lee jump rope, you promise to, to train with it every day that you train wrestling? Yes, sir, I promise. <laughs> Put your right hand up. 
I Jackson Turley. I Jackson Turley. Promise. Promise. To train with my buddy Lee jump rope. To train with my buddy Lee jump rope. Every time I wrestle. Every time I wrestle. <laughs> so help me God. <laughs> help me God. <laughs> all right. All right. We got his rope. You heard it. You heard it, everybody. Jackson Turley is going to start training with his buddy Lee jump rope to give him that competitive edge to hopefully come back in nationals and become that division one national champion. Back to you, Will. Well, I can't wait to watch you. You know, I can't wait till next season because I want to watch you on the mat. 100%, man. I, 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 I can't, I can't wait till next season, man. We get fans back, you know? Yeah, that's right. That's what I love. I love wrestling for the fans, man. I, you hear the crowd roar. You get a takedown. Sounds like MMA style. Sounds like UFC bam. That's the Rutgers aesthetic, though. You know, you got the rack. You got you got 5,000 people with eyes on you all at once, and it's loud in there, too. That's nice. Yeah, man. I've never experienced that before. I've never experienced that. Just a couple of times, not for wrestling, but that's great, mate. Jackson, great things are going to happen for you, man. You keep up with the mindset. Um, everything you're thinking is the right way. You've been well-raised, man. Um, great mind. Um, continue to focus on your education so that you can get that degree so you can go back and basically make an impact on young people just like you. So one day, people are going to be hearing your story. You got to be able to tell your story about how you became a four-time state champion, a prep national champion, NCAA national champion, USA champion, and a US Olympian. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You can All close right. it out, Will. Jackson, thank you, you so brother. much. Yeah, thank you so much for being on Back Points. This was a great episode. Um, and uh, I know that the next generation is going to really benefit from hearing about your story here. I appreciate y'all having me. I love being on. Thanks for listening to Backpoints today. If you want to support the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever else you find the show. Also, it helps us if you give the show a rating on Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Feel free to also make a donation via Patreon at patreon.com backpoints. Thanks and see you next episode.